Hello, hello everyone. This is my first podcast. My name is Ndolin Labani, your favorite poet from Bloemfontein in the Free State. So basically today what's going to happen is that I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to read or rather share three of my favorite poems written by me. Obviously in the following podcast I'll be sharing my favorite work from other artists, not just poetry but also music, you know, um, short stories. It, it's going to get lit, it's going to get lit. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. What stays? We could only see smoke. Every building had turned to ash. We could only inhale regret, clinging to our healthy lungs like a second chance. It took only one match and a few bad years to get the fire going. The whole country had been tense for years. Every greeting felt strained. Every job loss felt charged with a coming vengeance. And in this war, there were too many casualties. Unfortunately, that's what happens when any government taxes the souls of its people. Many bodies had been piling up for years. Whether dead or just waiting for death makes no difference. The people were tired of eating promises. They were tired of feeding their children promises. They were no longer hungry. They were past angry. They had a connection. And the whole world burned down to ash. They would rather die than be killed. I hope you enjoyed that poem. Uh, I hope it resonated with you in some way. Uh, So we're going to get right into the next one. Um, I hope you enjoy it as well. Pay the Poet. If exposure and favor could be turned into currency, we would be the richest bastards in this world. Our children would not starve. Our parents would believe in the power of our work, for our work would be our tithes. Except now we come to God empty-handed, prepared to be the sacrifice. If what I do is only to benefit wounded spirits sitting in the audience, picking at their souls to remove the clutter, to allow my words to caress their souls until they find the crack and pour themselves in, then why can't my words feed me the same way that a man in a square suit gets paid? Can be my quirky sense of style or my afraid need of a pick, it can be that. Must be that the poet is disrespected, held at the bottom of the food chain like my words don't hold the same depth as a teacher, a preacher, a master of the mystic art, not doing the devil's work. They, yes, they treat us like we are the devil's art, misguided souls of the night. Our verses are tight, but our pockets feel light. Our screams are right, but our rewards are locked tight, far from reach. We can feed our sons and daughters on promises. It's because of you our fathers think we're playing and refusing to work, because our work doesn't work for us. We are not tortured souls, our hunger is not fully sated, our talent is being sedated, strapped on a long chair in a straight jacket at the back office of those starving the arts. We are not being fed, we are not being fed, we are not being fed, yet we are expected to work. We can leave legacies of teardrops and dry ink for our kids. How can they believe in poetry when their fathers and mothers worked but borrowed from family members and friends? 
Our calling too deserves to pay our bills, to take us on holidays. We are tired of breathing through ingleba, natisfunutkeba. We are tired of staring at the ceiling, painting our dreams. We are tired of borrowing 12 rand just so we can perform at the next stop. This art we love is teaching us how to hate ourselves. These words are peeling off our lower lips like cursed dreams. Clocks told me, this art owes me sleep. Life keeps throwing lemons at me. I'm tired of making lemonade and I said, I'm no longer a child. The troubles of this art refuse that my heart settle on the sweetness of lemonade that is far and few in between the bitterness like my life so when this life throws me lemons i cut them and i drink tequila to ease the troubles of this art this art owes me sleep this art owes me more than sleep Ayo, ayo, I hope you enjoyed that last one as much as I did because I very much enjoyed writing it as I enjoyed reading it. So I hope it also resonated with you in some way. And now we go to our last piece and then we're done for the day. The self-righteous attitude of a Christian mother. Mother. You judge me for refusing to be conventional, for taking my own path. Let me ask, is that what they teach you at church? To belittle others, to burn your children to keep your husbands warm? I never said anything when your husband buried girls who are no younger than me. Now they walk with hidden scars between their thighs and the people from your church say their skirts were too high or rather too short. You protest my orthodox nature with a very consistent yet lethargic indifference. Overlooking the deeds of your husband, tell me, Mama, how many young wombs did the church make young girls purge? Because your husband has no self-control, not when he's on the pulpit, his eye relaxing on virginal lips. Don't tell me that man speaks for God. God couldn't be reduced to such ugliness. Unlike the people at your church who openly hurt others and hide behind references in the Bibles, godly scriptures, spirits misusing the intentions of God, getting high on the moral ground of their hubris, one day that pulpit will collapse under the weight of the plague and hell-infested halls with walls harboring secrets and cries of young girls, unborn children, oppressed women taken by a devil with a Hippocratic oath. Oh, how I loathe that place I was born into. Every time you force me to go, my spirit protests and I leave more broken than I came in because the truth of that place clings to the walls of my chest cavity. I burn because the sins of the father shall be visited upon the daughter. Mother, you think I hate God, that I hate church, and my soul has grown weary trying to explain this truth. I was born into hell, and I'm trying to come out of that place and into a place where my convictions are my truth. I hate it here. I hate that man who gave birth to me. More so, mother, I hate how you gave up your power to feed his fragile ego as he burns this community of misguided souls into the ground. Okay, that was my last piece um, for the day. I hope you enjoyed it because I also enjoyed it as well. You know, it's, sometimes you have to enjoy your work. You have to be proud of your work. Um, so, yeah, uh, until we meet again. Um, yeah, or until you listen to my podcast again. This is it for me. Happy Sunday and 
much love from me.